I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis! He could win it! He probably has won it for Yeovil! Oh, and it's an opening goal! What a start! Hello and welcome to the Glovers Cast. I'm Ian and I'm joined by Ben and Dave as always. And on today's episode of the Glovers Cast, we've chatted to Rich Wilcox-Smith, who is Yeovil Town by Taunton, by, I think, Bournemouth as well. Uh, we've got uh, Fans 5 with the Angolan Glover, Chris Fox, and uh, we're here to talk about the week that was YTFC. It's been a quiet week, hasn't it, boys? How are we doing? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, good. Doing okay. I like the way you just dropped in the Fans 5 I know. without are you actually telling anybody about what it was. Well, we can... I think it's it will speak for itself when we get to it. But right, okay. a new feature on the Glovers cast, if you want me to talk about it, a new feature, the, the fans five, five questions answered by a fan. Um, there we go. And Chris Fox is the first. Friday's Foxies fans five on the Glovers cast. There's a mouthful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And Golan Glover as well. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Squeezed it in. Mm. Fantasimo. Yes. It has not been, there's not been a great deal. Uh, to uh, to talk about this week is there it's uh, after a win as well it seems to be everyone's just like a bit oh we won a game um so yeah we've, we've got nothing to complain about between now and then there was the um FA Youth Cup wasn't there um which was uh, which was played our under 18s last final score eight three I'm looking at you Ben you are yes. You're looking at me. Um, I didn't play, so I don't uh, know for no. sure. Did but you manage? Yes, uh, I believe it was eight three. Uh, the wrong, yeah, the wrong way round. Unfortunately, okay. so the FA Cup Youth Cup uh, run is uh, over. Unfortunately. Okay. Right. So Bovey Tracy was the um, was the highlight, but uh, yeah. I believe yes, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. So, so that's about it as far as anybody in green and white um, kicking kicking footballs has been uh, this this midweek, I guess. Yeah, it is. Have you seen about Carl Dickinson? Yeah, left Hanley Town because the energy prices are too much. <laughs> yeah, presumably the cost of everything is hampering them somewhat. And they, I don't know, reading between the lines, it sounds like they can't afford to keep someone of his pedigree as manager because he probably costs too much. Yeah. Haven't they got to pay him up? Unless he's agreed. No, to it was mu- he's left by mutual consent. No, so there was a deal. There was a deal struck. It's a strange one, isn't it? That is strange that that's the uh, that's the real effect of lower league football when you know it costs four million quid to turn on a light bulb and you need a few to do a to do a set of um, floodlights. Very odd, isn't it? Very real. Yeah, I know. There's a couple of clubs around me who are definitely looking at playing games earlier, playing mm-hmm. games at twelve o'clock um, fairly fairly soon. Uh, because they, they won't have to put the floodlights on then because it's dark by, what, five, six o'clock now? Oh, it's getting yeah. there, isn't it? Yeah, it makes complete sense, really. I'm surprised that surprised that they haven't discussed that even at our level, to be perfectly honest with you, and, and, and north and south does make a lot of sense on Saturdays. Even an hour, it just means you have to turn them on for an hour less. It's a it's a big money-saving money way of doing it, I imagine. I imagine a fair chunk of energy goes through those floodlights on a on a match day a fair proportion of what they use overall is that how you quantify energy in chunks chunks uh, of energy yeah yeah okay killer, killer chunks <laughs> killer chunks yeah <laughs> professor <laughs> professor ben barrett <laughs> killer chunk phd he's yeah. science editor and city editor of Absolutely. the glovers cast Absolutely. <laughs> he knows it all he knows where it's all where it's all at so yeah, Carl Dickinson. What we uh, are, are we getting him back? Are you going to be like tackling coach or something? Well, record injured, isn't he? Get him in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, wing back. Do you reckon Oof. he's got the legs for wing back? Flat four. <laughs> Go flat four for Carl. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get in the same positions as Jamie Record and Jory Johnson to no. tap home. Um, yeah. The other the other thing that happened at the press conference today, which I thought was an interesting. No, it was um, obviously last week Chris Hargreaves told us after the Dorking draw that he was working on getting a couple in. I think he said the same in the press conference on the Thursday that he was working on getting a couple in still. But today he said he, he's missed out on missed out on both. And I think he said, sort of said a couple more as well. Who... Yeah, he, se- he seemed to suggest that there was someone that he was trying to bring in before the Solly old game that didn't happen and then there was somebody this week ahead of the Taunton game which didn't happen either so I got that impression that there was a, a, f- a few that he, he tried to bring in but then he did said we don't want to have a huge squad but he did think that they were one or two injuries away from needing to bring in reinforcements yeah and these players were required at the clubs they were going to be leaving I think as well was what he said wasn't it so that's right yeah either on the bench or or, or playing games so yeah he said that he want he only wants players coming in who are going to challenge for for the team which is um which is what we'd expect isn't it so um it's good that we're looking at that kind of caliber of player but not so good if we're not able to bring them in I guess but 
Yeah. Do you reckon they're young or experienced? What do we think? Probably quite young. Yeah, based and, on what we've yeah. seen. You have to think maybe that we are, they're looking at possibly even this round of the FA Cup. Maybe some teams that are around our level who might get chances against this week against lower league clubs and be involved on benches that are now elongated. Maybe that a few others will become available if teams at our level do get knocked out. They'll start becoming available a bit more. Do you think we'll have to get the extra chairs out next to the dugout <laughs> <laughs> to fit them all in? Well, it sounds like we might not be able to fill a bench. We might be oh, all right. That's a good point. Yeah, if none of the loans can play, we're... Um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I interpreted what he said with regards to the loans slightly differently to, to what you did, Ian. I, I thought he said he was talking about... He's saying that there was still conversations needed to be had about all of the loans. But you got the impression that there was one of our loans that was about to be recalled permanently as opposed to not being allowed to, to play. Yeah, that's what I, I took it as, that one of them was going to be going back to their parent club. Permanently. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I took his words as, meaning. And, as did rather than quiz champion Rob Manley, I understand. Did he? Okay, yeah. So rather than it being a case of he's just going back to not play this weekend, that feels like a bit of an odd way to phrase Brilliant. that, I would think. So, uh, are, any yeah. of them, are any of them due? Like, are any of the loans up in the near future? We secured um, Pierce until January, didn't we? Yeah, and Perry and Crask were season long. Yeah, as was Will Buse. Which leaves us to the other one, Perry. Perry, yeah. I think he was till no, January. Did I not say Perry? I, Crask Perry, and, Perry and Crask. Bevan, sorry, long. you're thinking of, isn't it? Yeah, Bevan's till, till January as well, isn't he? Owen Bevan. Yeah. So none of them are due to go back, but presumably, I mean, I can't, well. The only one who's not been playing is Krask, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, and Will Booth. Well, yeah. Who did get a nice mention from the manager about how he's um, great Work, attitude, working, working his, his socks gloves off. off. <laughs> working his gloves off, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, to... Um, to get in the side, but obviously there's only one place that you could play there, isn't there? And if the bloke is doing that, he's doing all right. Um, that was yeah. it, wing back. Well, yeah, everyone else had a go, haven't they? <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, we'll be used maybe this weekend. Um, this weekend is a local derby, dun dun dun. That's all a bit exciting, maybe. I don't know, it seems like it might be exciting for the people up the A358 rather than the people this side of the A358. Um, but you've spoken to someone, Dave, haven't you? You've spoken yeah. a foot in both camps. I have, yeah, yeah. Is Which it Will Buse? Uh, it's not, unfortunately. He would have had a, a, gland, a, a glove. Gland. I say hand. A gland. Yeah. Let's not put a gland in both camps. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, um, yeah. Uh, so, no, I spoke to Rich Wilcox-Smith, who, as he will tell us, does indeed have a foot in both camps. Okay, so this is Dave, and I am joined by Rich Wilcox Smith. Is anybody with a Twitter account that follows the YTFC hashtag may well know as a Yeovil Town supporter? But what you probably don't know is that he also has a little bit of fondness for Taunton Town. So, Rich, firstly, welcome to the Glovers Cast. 
Thank you, David. Yeah, thank you very much. No problem. So go on, explain to us. You have a foot in both camps for this weekend's FA Cup tie. Is that right? Yeah, I do. So basically, um, I grew up in Taunton um, and I used to live basically a stone's throw away from the actual football ground itself. Um, from my bedroom window, I could actually see the main gate to the ground. So uh, obviously growing up with loving football, um, me and my dad used to go one week, we'd watch Yeovil play. The following weekend, we'd go and watch Taunton play. Um, so grown up watching that throughout the years. Um, and even though I've moved now down to Devon, I'm still a Yeovil fan and a Taunton fan. Um, but nowadays I'm doing commentary uh, online for Taunton, uh, either via Twitter or via Mixler. OK, right. So you've done a, you've done a, couple, of, um, a couple of games from already, you said, and you're just uh, testing out, trying to figure out what works best for, for supporters. Yeah, exactly. So basically, um, as you probably know, Tortland's basically on like an upward curve at the moment. Um, and the growth of the club is just going second to none. Um, and, you know, we even got... Yeah, right, don't rub it in. It's, uh, you don't need to rub it in. <laughs> I try not to. I try not to. <laughs> um, but no, basically, we've done two commentaries so far. Um, and as you said, we're just basically testing the water to see what works best. We've tried to mix the... Um, radio uh, app which is basically like where anyone can record um uh shows whatever they like from football to music or whatever um we've tried that one and also we've tried using twitter spaces and uh, just yeah. to see what works better and what uh what more listeners we can get really okay fantastic well um let, let's talk a bit about Taunton then obviously um visitors to Hewish Park this weekend in the uh, fourth qualifying round of the FA Cup so um I, I guess firstly it's their, their first season back up into National League South um have you have you you've seen a fair bit of them at least two games by the sounds of it yeah I've seen them quite a bit actually um yeah. only managed to commentate on two um yeah it's it's brilliant, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be like trying to rub it in or anything like that, but yeah, it's <laughs> too late for that now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it, it's just the whole atmosphere around the club is brilliant because the size of what Taunton is, we should be, in theory, we should be in the National League alongside Yeovil, we think about it, um, because the catchment area for Yeovil really is from Taunton. A lot of, I know a lot of fans who go from Taunton and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the, it, the club is like grown the last five, six years, really, um, from missing out on promotion a couple of years ago from Division One of the Southern League and then um, uh, winning promotion, obviously, last year. But I think really it's all started from when actually we got to the first round of the FA Cup against Barrow a few years ago. Um, and ever since then, the club's just gone higher and higher and higher. We're doing, doing brilliantly. Uh, I'm not sure I'm liking this wee rich, but I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it slide Sorry. for, for, I'm, for I'm now. Yeah. From, the, from the media point of view, Sorry. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm, joking, <laughs> I'm joking. So, so this season, as I say, is um, it's a, a, a bit of a step up from from Southern League into International League South. Just a, a quick scan over some of the results. There's um, maybe a, a little bit of a um, a tricky start, but once they got their first win, looks like here a, a two-one home win over over Dartford at the end middle of. August, end of August, uh, it seemed to have picked up, and they they, they they've got a, a few decent uh, decent results there. And um, I know last weekend for them against what I, I I'm aware are a very good Ebbs Fleet United side, who seem to be uh, you know 
a bit of a head and shoulders above a lot of teams in, in, in that division. They've held their own in National League South. Is that is that fair to say? Pretty much, yeah. Um, I wrote, actually, an article a few uh, weeks ago, which was published in the um, local Taunton paper. Um, based, I've got kind of very similar thought of what Ben says uh, about you can't really tell what the season's going to go until um, the end of September, you know, the famous line of waiting up when September ends sort of thing. Um <laughs> Yeah, because the first, the first. God, his head, his head's gonna swell now. Think, uh... <laughs> of course it is. Um, yeah, but if you look, if you look at the first few fixes we've had, uh, sorry, Taunton the power. I went, I stopped saying we. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we started with a, a home game against Welling, which was uh, a nil-nil draw. And to be fair, the, the, looking at the first ten or so fixtures, um, there was Welling, uh, Farnborough, who came up with us last season. Um, Chippenham, Eastbourne, and obviously this month ended with um, with Absolute. Looking at that, you think if we can be around mid-table, away from you know the bottom half, then that's, in my opinion, it's not a bad start. Um, okay. We haven't conceded many, um, but the one problem we have got is scoring. Um, same as Yeovil, to be honest with you, like lack of goals. Okay, um, uh, and um, uh, that I mean, kind of answer the next question. I was going to say, what what kind of a, a team do we expect to see from Taunton? Is it is it one that will 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 keep it tight and then maybe try and nick one on the break, or uh, what what can we expect? Yeah. I, I from what I've seen so far this season, I think what we expect what you expect to see is a good build up play. Um, but trying to get the ball long to our two main strikers, Nick Nakuti, and probably it'll probably be Dave since Burgess playing alongside him, um, who has high league experience, um, one of the new summer signings. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough game, I think. A lot of I know some Yeovil fans have been saying online that um, it's going to be a walk in the park, three or four nil. Oh I, no, 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 no! Come on, I don't remember anybody saying that. In fact, I remember thinking, "Oh God, <laughs> when we drew it, it feels like this is this is going to be one that's going to going to um pick, uh, yeah could, could catch us out." But yeah, I think um I think I think people are expecting a a, a, a tough result. Dave Sims Burgess, why do I think like we've um we faced him? Where where did he come from? So looking back now, um, I think. <laughs> He was playing in, I think he's playing in Wales, I want to say. Um, oh, was he right? Okay. Maybe I'm thinking back to the um the pre-season friendly uh when we played um back in uh, when we were sort of uh, July, August. But um no, I'll tell you where he is because I've just go- I've just Googled him. He was at Yate Town, wasn't he? That's right. That's uh, yeah, that's right. And I remember him when we played there in the um that was in the FA Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, last season. Yes. Um, we played uh, Dave Sims Burgess. Yes, I do remember him now, just looking at his picture. So um, okay, so there's a there's a couple of uh, now now there's one name that I know Ian picks out um quite often from the Taunton um lineup, Ooh. which is Jay Falston, who yeah. um <laughs> I think he scored a worldie, didn't he, in um either in pre-season or maybe even last pre-season. Um, and Ian always uh, still remembers his name. Is is he maybe one to watch as well? Hundred percent, yeah. Right. His set pieces um, yeah. are ones to look out for. He's he's basically Taunton's version of Del Gorman last season. As as all right, he... so he's going to hit them all over the bar, is he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's either going in the back of the net or it's going over the bar. But yeah, right, his, right. his set pieces are fantastic. Um, 
Another one I would say to probably look to look out for is um, Taunton's mainstay man is Ollie Chamberlain. He, okay. from what I've seen so far this season of Taunton, man of the match every game. He heart on his sleeve, local lad. What you what you want in a team really? You know, someone who's from the area, um, played for the club for years, and he's yeah he's been through thick and thin of it to be fair. Okay, and and some experienced editing. I mean, Lloyd Lloyd James is a name that um familiar. I think he he played quite a bit in the football league. He was Exeter, was he? I think for I for a period. Yeah. yeah. So so obviously, um, again, somebody who's um, uh, you know, got got a lot of experience in midfield there. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, we've got players who have played like National League South um experience before. Some some of them do have league experience. I like Lloyd James has a league experience. I think it was with Newport, I believe. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. him at Exeter, and I, I want to say he was at Leighton Orient as well, but I might be mixing my Jameses up. But um, he, um, yeah, yeah, he's certainly a name. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're right there. Yeah. Um, to be fair, this the recruitment over the summer has been fantastic because they they kept the gel of um, the squad of last season, and they've added a few um, experienced heads, and it's what the, it's what is needed because obviously at this level there's the likes of Weymouth, Bath City, um, obviously Ebsfleet, who are just above and beyond the rest of the teams in this league. Say, apart from Ebsfleet, it doesn't sound like too much to worry about, does it, uh, no. Weymouth and Bath City? But uh. um, Yeah, you know, so we, we, we need those experience heads, and it's, um, it's something that's, yeah, it's working at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, doing um, do, do, doing well for himself. So, um, I, I mean, the if I remember back to, and this is me, me getting old, and you can tell me whether I am, uh, uh, whether, whether whether you can remember this one as well. I remember Yeovil Town playing uh, at, uh, Taunton in an FA Cup tie. I want to say 1996, but yeah, it could have, yeah, yeah. Were you at that game? So I don't remember it. You're going to say you were like two years was, old or something like that. <laughs> no, yeah. I, was, I was six and it was two years before my first game. Oh, um, okay, right, yeah. But I remember um, my dad going across and seeing the crowd of people like queuing up past the fire station to yeah. get in and coming back. And even now we still talk about the game of Graham Roberts at the end of the game. And yes. You know, being friendly as ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a he had a few choice words. I think a magistrate had a few choice words with him in uh, Taunton Magistrates Court not long afterwards. So yeah, he's still well remembered there, then, Mister Roberts. Oh yeah, yeah. So obviously, with Yeovil fans knowing um, and Taunton fans knowing that I support both clubs, I get it in the in the neck all the time. And obviously, they always bring up the Graham Roberts story. And as soon as this draw was made, I've had so many people messaging me and different stuff saying, oh, I wonder what it's going to be like again. And we want revenge and stuff like that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we actually messaged Graham Roberts on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Uh, and yeah. And someone someone offered to buy him a ticket in the uh, in the Taunton end so he can go and finish the job. But uh, <laughs> apparently he's got he's got another. Um, yeah, he's got another, another activity uh, as, as an uh, ambassador at Tottenham Hotspur. So maybe he's a bit more respectable these days. But yeah, I do remember it was a little bit lively. I do remember ending up on the pitch at the end of that game as well. The, the replay. So uh, I probably shouldn't admit that, should I? But um, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, that was that was quite a day. So well, before we let you go, then uh, we're going to have to ask you where you're going to be in the press box a huge part this weekend. Is that right? Uh, you'll uh, be doing commentary. So basically, because um, 
my co-commentator Josh Perkins, who works the BBC, um, he's going to be sat alongside Sheridan. So this weekend, BBC Somerset will be covering the game. Okay. And going and then um, the next commentary will be next Taunton home game. Okay, so this is a sixty-four thousand dollar question there. Well, I see. I should. I guess I should first ask. Are you going to the game then? Silly question. I am. I can't miss this game. Yeah. You're 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 going to the game. So this is the big one, Rich. This is gonna. People are gonna judge you on this. They are. Where where, where are you sitting? Are you home or away? Uh, For this game, people are gonna hate me for this, but I'm actually gonna be in the away end. It's going to be anyway. I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I, I guess we, we have invited you to give your uh, your away perspective on this. So uh, it's probably fair enough that you are sat in the away end, but Rich. Yeah, but yeah. Well, uh, only remains for me to say thank you for joining us. Obviously, we hope that you have some uh, uh, you know, fondness in your heart uh, with a with a Yeovil Town win this weekend. But um, like I say I don't think it's going to be a walkover by any stretch of the imagination. So, so. yeah, we'll see how we get on. Absolutely. Well, if there is such a thing as a taunt Yeovil half and half scarf, I want to see it. Yeah, tweet us a picture of that. Will do. Hi, <laughs> right, Brilliant. Thanks very much for joining us. Much appreciated. Cheers, David. Cheers. Thanks to Rich for joining us there. He's going to be in the away end. And uh, we've seen on social media today, someone was saying they reckon Taunton have sold about 750 tickets for the away end, which isn't, isn't bad going, is it? I think it's more than Weymouth brought yeah. when we played Weymouth so uh, a little bit less far to come I suppose um, question but... is is it, is it more than Yeovil are going to bring on Saturday Ooh. TBD isn't it TBD have, seat, have you looked at seat availability have yeah. we done that kind of in depth I, I'm just having a look now I, it's quite um, yes available quite available okay. do you want to count available. count the the grey seats can I count the green ones <laughs> Are the green ones the available ones? I don't know. Why can't I choose A or AA? Are they both? AA. AA, AA, AA. I don't know, Ben. No. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess we, can, we can't see the Thatcher's Terrace, though, can we? And see how many tickets oh. are sold in that end. But Yeah, you'd imagine. Yeah, it is, I, I like the fact that it's still listed as the Martin Baker Terrace for the away end, by the way, on the website. That's nice. Very good, yeah. We uh, took the signs down, though, didn't they? They did. Um, Go on. I was going to say, yeah, that the it's going to be interesting to see what the sort of crowd is like for this one. Obviously, they shut their screw fix stand for it and only opened up one half. But I don't know. I mean, I know people who aren't going, and I'm not going because I've got a <laughs> a six year old birthday party to go to. <laughs> Which uh, you know, really rather not, but one of them things. Um, so I, that does finish at three, so I'll definitely be able to listen to it. Uh, but what do we think about this game? It's I think it's weird. Had we not beaten Solihull last weekend, I think we'd be a little bit more fearful. Yeah, this could be awkward, but I think we've kind of got a little bit of we've won a game confidence and. It does help that Taunton got absolutely paggered last week. That made me feel a bit better. 
Yeah, they were playing Ebbsfleet, weren't they? Mm. By the sounds of it, ah, oh, when when I looked at their team and uh, Ebbsfleet team, and I recognised at least two or th- well five or six names on that, I thought to myself, yeah, they probably got a bit of cash in there. Uh, they're right at the top of the league as well. So I'm not sure how much we can uh, read into that one. Similarly, Taunton won seven 0 against Odd Down, which I guess was a, a SPC game to then be drawn against us in the SPC in the next round, I believe. Yeah, so, they've, they've yeah. drawn with Bath and Chelmsford, who are towards the top of the National League South mm-hmm. this season. So they've got something about them. And I think, yeah. you know, having watched us play them in pre-season, that was like the first official game. And there's something about them. But obviously, we, we've always played them on their uh, slopey pitch. Yeah, um, Rich, was, Rich was saying there that they uh, uh, struggle... Uh, scoring goals sounds familiar, but they're they're pretty well pretty well organised. So um, yeah, if we can get an early goal, then maybe we'll um, uh, we'll 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 press ahead. I mean, you, you'd like to think that we've got enough to, uh, to to get past them. And certainly, listening to the manager talk there, he talked about didn't I got the impression, or I interpreted it that they did that there wasn't going to be too many changes. Um, obviously opportunities for seven on the bench, but um, I got the impression that there wasn't going to be too many changes to the 11 that played against or however many it was played against Solion. It doesn't feel like um, need a market, does it? Last year in the trophy. How did you feel about need a market? That it felt like a bit of a tricky one that we really should get through. Um, but had bananas getting written all over it, I feel a little bit more. Maybe it's the false sense of security that I've been drawn into, but we really should be going through this quite a little bit more comfortably. See, I thought we were going to smash Needham Market. Well, no, we <laughs> should, but it always had it always had that feeling of it's a potential banana skin. I'm not sure I see this as such a banana skin, but maybe I see Yeovil as too far above Taunton. In, in every sense, when actually, there's not that when many you, places. Going to say not that many leap places between us, is there? No, 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 there isn't. They did yeah. scrape through. They have. I mean, they've got a few players that I kind of I know. I mean, Lloyd James was a player that I seem to remember we came across playing for Orient. He bagged in the last round uh, for a while. So they've got they've got like players that we know, and obviously, um, Will Buse obviously impressed enough for them that he ended up getting snapped up by us so and obviously as uh rich mentioned before they've got ian's favorite the uh fullback there Falston, is it Falston? Falston. yeah so he sounds like he's a decent player although um rich did describe him as the del gorman of their side which i can only assume means what we need yeah yeah but i think he was talking from a set piece perspective which don't think wow. we ever complimented Dale Goldman on his set pieces too much, did we? Except no. for the fact he took them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Falston seems to... Well, the ones that go in get posted on social media. Don't they all? This Gordon. is true. Mm-hmm. So what's, what are our predictions for Saturday? What are we thinking? Give me I... your result and your scorers. Uh, I think Taunton do score. Um, but I think we win 4-1. Four. 
four one. Wow. Um, it's going to be Linton. Linton twice, quite early. Dayclaw one back. We then go ahead through a header at the back post from Morgan Williams from a set piece, and Jake Scrimshaw finishes it off off the bench. Four one. I'm going for Scrimmy to get a start, and he's going to bag a hat trick, and he's oh. going to and he's going to stand in front of Chris Hargreaves, giving him the ears. That's what's going to happen. Three nil. Three nil. Mic drop. Three nil. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to score one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many are Taunton going to score? Ian, can you stop with this realism, please? <laughs> Taunton will score none. Good. Um, will Buse will keep a clean And uh, sorry, Ben. And uh, yeah, I think I think Johnson's going to bag again. Big jury. Yeah, <laughs> big jury. Not that big, is he? Well, I, I don't know. No, he's not, but what else can we call him, Dave? We call him Little Chory, are we? The diminutive Chory Johnson. Big Johnson. Uh, Big Jono. Big Jono. (laughs) (laughs) Big Jono at the back post. Yeah. Sky's Uh, it. CJ. So, yeah, uh, I mean, equally, when, when, when I, after I spoke with Rich and I listened to what he was saying, my mind um, obviously went back to 1996, as it often does, um, mm. summer, of, uh, summer of Three Lions and all that. But yeah. um, no, to uh, Graham Roberts fighting in, the, uh, oh. in, a, in, a, in a replay. Um, and me ended up on the, uh, the pitch at Wordsworth Drive. I refuse to call it the buddy. Signet Healthcare Health. Stadium. What a fucking ridiculous name that <laughs> Whoa, is. Oh, language. <laughs> oh. I'm going to press the button now. Press the button. Yeah, no, ridiculous. <laughs> Famous Chemical Brothers song, <laughs> press the button. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah. How are we feeling? Are we all right? This is, we're, we're. It's a weird one, isn't it? It is, because there's nothing's happened this week. Nothing's nothing's happened. We haven't, it's, been, we're... it's been quiet. Nothing's happened. Almost like no one's telling us anything. Yeah, almost. Yeah. What can you do? Well, if if anybody knows something, can they please get in touch with us? Preferably Ben and tell tell Ben. Why me? Because I feel you need to know things. Uh, I've heard since you've got that yearning about you. It is Jimmy Torrey's last game of suspension, by the way, as well. There you go. There you go. Be back. He'll be back. He'll be back for when we see him up in Old Ham. Hmm. Yeah. Are you going, Dave? You going um, to? I will be there. Yeah, yeah. Pro- providing I um make it back from my trip, I will be there. Oh, mamma mia! Yeah, mamma mia! <laughs> gonna gonna come back with Gennaro Gattuso. That was my, my. Yeah, that was my request. I want Gennaro Gattuso or Daniele De Rossi. Yeah. Well, I'm go. I'm going to Rome for the night. If anyone's wondering why we're talking about Italian football, this no, you'll, but, you'll um, be closer to De Rossi then than. Yeah, can I say he was he was Roma, wasn't he? He was, yeah. yeah. If All I see way. if I see Francesco Totti as well, I'll uh, yeah, I'll I'll pick him up. But yeah, well, we got some questions, Have including we? yeah, including one from Ben. Um, so we can we can answer those. That might did, uh, it, cheer did us up. Ben ask a, a second one. All he right, did. don't yeah, come on. Yeah. He asked us the same question. Been a long he? day. Bit like bit like talking to my granddad. He just asks you the same question every time he sees you. <laughs> Does he ask you about what whether you'd rather be overdressed or underdressed? 
No, he doesn't. No, no. Oh, okay. no. He asked me if I got a girlfriend, but uh, yeah, he's disappointed by that answer as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, uh, questions. Have you got them, Dave? I'm still I've got them. My, I've got them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shall we go? Um, oh no. Okay. Well, yeah. All right then. Andy Clee asked. <laughs> um, and the A358 Derby, the Clevo Derby, or the Somerset Derby? By the way, not a question. Not a question. Oh, okay. Um, I think he's, he's asking which of those three would we refer to it as? Uh, the Somerset Derby? Actually, no, the Clevo Derby. Yeah. El Clevico. El Clevico, yes. No, I prefer that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And he also asked, there's... Um, there is a post which the club has put out, uh, oh, sorry, Taunton has put out to say due to issues with card machines in the way. And at Hewish Park, we advise supporters to bring cash if they wish to use any food or drink outlets at sport at um, on Saturday. And then someone called Bergie Big Boy has written back oh, third world facilities. So Clevo has then asked, do we have third world facilities? Didn't we have card problems when we played Bournemouth last year about the th second round or the third round of the FA Cup last season? Are these the I, same card issues? I don't think I've ever bought anything with card at Hewish Park, other than in the Alex Stock Lounge and in the shop. Right. Um, and we, yeah, well, I mean, cold running water in the toilets. Is that a third world thing? I mean, you probably expect hot. Water, I, would have thought. I was going to say, I think, uh, I mean, I've never visited the third world, but um, I, I'd imagine that um, EPOS, electronic point of system, uh, point of sale, is probably not <laughs> not listed like, amongst the, um, uh, not listed amongst the uh, issues of. Uh, no, but it's a fair point. Is it? Yeah. It is a fair point. Okay. Okay. All right. Well. Bring, bring your cash. Is there a cash machine near Hewish Park? Where's no, of course there's machine? not. Of course there's not. Yeah, Asda, Tesco but, Express. That's not near Yeovil. That's that near. That is quite a way, isn't it? Yeah. Asda. Put one in, they should put one inside the I top can shop. tell you, you, well, you guys were there in the summer. Asda's just down the road. It's not very far at all. No, but if you if you got there and yeah. you're like, oh, I need some cash, walking to Asda is a good 20 minutes walk there. And 20 no, minutes it's well. not. They're only coming from Taunton. Yeah, okay. All right. Get a cash machine in the club shop. There you go. Problem yeah. Problem. Yeah, but then you have to charge £1.75 to take cash out, and then everyone moans that you've got a cash machine that you charge for. Or just get your card machines to work. Your choice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right. Clevo, why would you have to ask these questions for? <laughs> yeah, just, God. Just I was happy. Last week we were happy, Clevo. Yeah, and now you're upsetting everybody. Okay. Eight minutes ago we were happy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Joey Chinnick, what is your favourite YTFC FA Cup memory and Debs Curtis asked the same question what was your most memorable FA Cup games and why B to the Barrett uh, a couple spring to mind uh, Liverpool obviously played the day after my birthday and I couldn't go because I had a party um, <laughs> um, I, re I, I remember it's not a good one it's a really bad one but I remember going. I remember going to Hartlepool away that was cancelled about two o'clock in the afternoon, and there was about two foot of snow on the pitch. And when I arrived, the coach of the Oval supporters, there was only about 30, 40 of them arrived, and everyone was on the of the opinion of 
they probably could have called this off at five o'clock, six o'clock this morning, but they hadn't. They'd made 40 people travel the length and breadth of the country and me come from Leeds and a few others from other places. Um, and that was horrendous. Yeah. And so having to, I imagine that wasn't a pleasant journey back. Okay. To then do it again the following Tuesday for some of them. Um, I'm going to split this question into two. I've got an away one and a home one. I think the home one is, oh, there's so many good ones, isn't there? I think I re- the Cardiff City game, because it was my first FA Cup memory and it was like the replay and it, the stadium was full and I'd never experienced anything like it when we played Cardiff. And then Bolton away, which was my first ever away game. And we went 1-0 up in that game. I think we went 1-0 up. Pat Moore scored. Yeah, we were. Um, you're right. Yeah. And yeah, so that was going to like a big ground, an away day. And it was all very new and exciting. And Michael Ricketts scored late on, the near super sub Michael Ricketts scored late on to for us to lose but yeah those are two that stick out and obviously the the big ones at Hewish Park Liverpool United times two and those what about you Coatsy um ones that stick in my memory probably was West Auckland was that FA Cup yeah that was the yeah. one that yeah. we left at early doors because yeah. we were 2-1 down and then Al James Hannigan scored equalizing we to the car so I remember going to the replay of that at West Auckland and um, we were stood behind what can only be described as a farmer's fence um, with, uh, with, with just like a bit of chicken wire between us and um, us and the pitch. And uh, I think it was how James Hannigan scored the winning penalty in a penalty shootout in that, um, in that game. And we all piled forward because he came running towards us and we all ended up falling flat on our faces because um, uh, yeah, because the, chicken wire gave way so i probably i I, that that would be one that i do particularly remember um blackpool was a good one when tony Pennock's um worldy saves on the um on the tv in the uh in the driving rain as well so yeah there is there's a few good ones lots of good fa cup memories tell us your fa cup memories as well glovers casters i know um i'd seen a I think the club had asked a, a question similar to that as well, hadn't they? But yeah, yeah, any pictures or whatever. Tweet us, tweet us with your pictures. And of course, you can listen to Tony Pennock's FA Cup memories on episode 200 of the Glovers cast. You can indeed, yeah. These, these plugs are amazing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's what um, Ian tells everyone from uh, Screwfix Direct as well. They do plugs. <laughs> Screwfix Direct. Is that not what they're called? Not anymore, Dave. Are they? What are they called now then? Just screw fix. Oh, okay. All right. Don't do anything direct <laughs> anymore. It's literally on the front of that stand you can't stand in on Saturday. Oh, well, I, yeah. It's still the parlor stand to me, mate. So, yeah, always will be. <laughs> Not the um, cowling, cowling construction stand. No idea what that means, but um, okay. Right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Ben this question, and then I'm going to give him a minute to think about it. <laughs> and, and then we'll answer the other question because I think Ben will come up with some good answers to this. Okay. Chris Argo said in his pre-match interview that he was finally able to enjoy a glass of red wine after the win against Solihull. Who comes to mind when it comes to Yeovil Town alcohol-based names, players named players, past or present? I'll start off with Sam Perry. 
Now that's from oh. Darren Bryan, Jewish Daz. So do you have any in mind now or do you want us to come back to you in a minute? Uh, I'm going to need a minute. OK, you go for a minute and I will ask Ian this question. Do you think YTFC could ever be owned and run by a fans consortium similar to Exeter City? <laughs> that's the universal sound of the prayers hands emoji. <laughs> Uh, great question. Uh, that's what that is. This what they teach you in media training, is it? Just if anyone asks a question, you can't answer. Stall by saying, "Great question." I need to send a stock response out, an yeah. automated stock response. Absolutely, um, I'm sure there'll be one. Yeah, I would absolutely love for that to happen, but I, uh, I don't know. I don't see. I don't see people ever agreeing enough to get behind something to do it unfortunately i think i don't know maybe if dave coates was you know the man who was going to take over people would be people would be chucking their money at me is that what it is yeah yeah, i think dave is the the voice of reason in all of this (laughs) to lead the uh lead the revolution or the rabble rousing or whatever it is yeah yeah, well, I, I mean, I think if there was a um, if there was going to be a fans consultant, we probably would have seen it now. I mean, the thing I always think about fans takeovers is they usually occur when things really go down to Chinatown, don't they? So, like, you look at the Wrexham documentary, and you can see there that they were taken over when they were really on their knees. And I th- funny feeling that Exeter might have been a similar situation. They were in yeah. financial dire dire straits, so. Um, yeah, that's really, really when it is, because at the end of the day, the fans are the only consistent in any football club, aren't they? The managers come and go, the players come and go, the chairman come and go, everybody comes and goes, uh, except for supporters who are always there. And uh, obviously, we've seen in past, in, in, in certainly in my time, supporting Yeovil Town, uh, supporters putting their hand in their pocket to help the club get, get through difficult times, go back to the 90s and the... Uh, situation around the Arsenal game, obviously talking about the FA Cup. I remember that probably being one of my first memories of, uh, of the Oval Town, that game against Arsenal, which is, is, is claim saved the club. Um, you can listen to Mickey Spencer and Neil Coates talk about that in a previous uh, Glover's past, if you uh, if you so wish. Um, but also, more recently, obviously the crowdfunder that we, uh, we had, which um, all of us, I'm sure, and everybody else listening, I've no doubt, put their hand in their pocket to put money into the club's pockets as well. So, yeah, um, not enough to buy uh, to buy shares. There weren't shares um, available to buy. But I, I would think if there was shares made available to supporters, that there would be plenty of people willing to buy them. Um, but, yeah, well, I mean, 8% of them are owned by... That's true, yeah, supporters. from that time, isn't it? From that time when... Yeah, yeah but I don't know what they've got shares in. I don't know if it's in the holding or that I can't remember. Right. I've talked about it many a time on a um, trust call, but yeah, the, there's shares are in they're one of the companies. Yeah. Okay, Ben, have we stalled long enough for you to think about your alcohol themed players, past or present? In a word, um, no. No, oh, okay. Sam Perry is the best that anyone could come up with. On short notice, yes. I'm sure there are others. I'm, okay. I'm, I am working through lists of players. It's I, I've got Malcolm Thatcher's gold. Yeah. So Ma- Malcolm yeah. Gold played yeah. more than 200 times for Yeovil. Well, it's better than anything I could come up with off the top of my head. So, well, maybe we'll have to about, come back about, to you. 
Tony Pounder. Tony, my head's pound, pound, pounder. <laughs> uh, okay. I've got yeah. a Tony Pounder headache. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's probably yeah uh, yeah we'll, we'll we'll have to come back to you on that one um Darren maybe uh maybe when uh we meet again on Sunday Monday we will talk then okay this is going to take over my weekend now trying to find oh, it. I mean yeah. there's there's loads of like there must be some like Smith cider and Sam Johnstone Press that's a cider Johnston Press Jeffrey Johnston Press yeah. Nice. Nice. Chiori, Chiori Johnston Press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, I've probably not gone about these questions in the right way because um, <laughs> there's a couple of questions with regards to the Taunton game, which I probably should have um, um, should have asked. Uh, one was from Ryan Peaslin on a scale of one, on a scale of one to Mario Kart on the Nintendo 64. How much of a banana skin is this game? <laughs> nice. Um, it's it's not quite a banana skin. It's yeah. It's not it's not an Eden Market. I don't think it's as slippy as it was seven days Alistair ago. Alistair Slow Gin. Oh, <laughs> Alistair Slow Gin. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go. He got down to the S's on his scroll. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not as slippy as seven days ago. Was it cold there seven days ago? Or what do you mean? Because oh, it's slippy. That was, that was an ice yeah. joke. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, not. Maybe not, you shouldn't not... joke about ice. No, no, exactly. Yeah. I've fallen about. Yeah. <laughs> ice and you, Alistair Slow Gin, though, wouldn't you? But, um, <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah. Hopefully what do you well. think, Dave? What do I think? Um, yeah. I don't know. Because, like you say, there's so few places between us in the football pyramid. It's, it's almost like saying it's us losing to. Whoever's top of the Wrexham still top of the National League. So yeah, in terms of places, almost that, isn't it? So um I think it's just people are so familiar with Taunton being so far behind us that um they've probably got that in mind. But yeah, yeah. if yeah, I know what I mean. If you were to look on like if you were, say you were like one of the people who was scheduling the the fixtures to be on TV and you saw National League South versus National League, you think, oh well, that's just a yeah, they're, they're probably the bottom of the National League towards the bottom half of the National League. They're probably around the same as National League South. Um, yeah, it, but obviously, yeah, for us knowing that Taunton are our neighbours who've been so far off us in previous years that... Yeah, that's probably what it is, isn't it? I mean, what's he asked the question of how embarrassing would it be if we lose to Taunton? Uh, played one game in 2005 on loan from Oxford United. Step on down, David Boosley. <laughs> David Boosley. Um, it would be very embarrassing, wouldn't it? It would be really embarrassing. Yeah. To be perfectly honest with you. Okay. I, th- I think it would be a big... It would be one of those moments where you think, ah, we've been beaten by our neighbours who've never been near us. Mm. Right. And it would be one of those kind of like... I don't know, maybe a dawning of reality moment for some people who think we're still, you know, football league. Or, you know, should be knocking on the edge of, well, we should be knocking on the door of the football league, shouldn't we, really? But that's a conversation for another day. Another question, second part, what's his question? Which two players would you pick to have a boxing match? Who wins and why? 
against each other or against each other yeah boxing match i'm guessing he means yeovil players but um uh, yeah because it could be anybody otherwise couldn't it i think i should we split it into weight category because i think you could probably get max hunt versus ben richards everton mm, or maybe anyway, josh, josh staunton versus ben richards everton i think there's a there's a couple of heavyweights in there that could have a go. I think Worthy versus Worthy versus Sam Pearson might be interesting. Yeah, Sam Pearson's a bit feisty, isn't he? So yeah. yeah. Yeah, that could be. That could be very, yeah. I could rock my redhead there. <laughs> is, is Sam Pearson red, that's red? The, that's the strap line, that isn't it? That's the strap line for the pay-per-view. Rock the redhead. <laughs> Redheads <laughs> on the rock. Yeah. yeah, Gorman versus Worthy would have been a Oh yeah, yes, well, no. yeah. I think you'd have, after Barnet. I think you'd have had sort of a technical masterclass in Matt Worthington, mm. and then Del Gorman very much. You know, he's a, a bit looser, not yeah, not so technical, but and he'd also try and get away with a few snide punches at the back of the head when the ref's not looking. Yeah, he would. Ben still hasn't forgiven him for that. He was spark, is he? <laughs> no. Um, are you busy on Tuesday night, guys? Because I thought we might head down to the Stefan. Going to the Zuba. <laughs> no. How many games did he play for us? None. None. I think he played a, 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 a friendly, didn't he? He played a pre-season game, I think. But yeah, he was Darren Way's experienced head for the uh, defence, wasn't he? Signing from Weymouth. Who did he come in? Yeah, he came in alongside somebody. He was somebody's know, mate. Whose mate was he? Was he Zoko's mate? Could have been. That was when we signed like James Bailey and <laughs> worst club captain we've had, by the way. Don't even come at me. Oh, mm. Master Womany haters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. Okay. Um, so shall we finish the questions with Ben's question? Yeah. Let's Which do it. of the following is the most difficult of sporting pursuits? A nine dart finish, a hole in one, or a one four seven break? Break one four seven break. Surely, show your workings. Yeah. I've I've got no well, workings. A hole in one can be a fluky hit that goes in. Mm-hmm. Nine dart. You've only got to throw whatever nine darts. <laughs> and then a very small bed that you've got to hit eight times before getting a ninth one in a, another similarly small bed. Yeah, I know, but how many? You've there's so many variables playing pool isn't it you've got to get your angles right you've got to start playing snooker instead of pool yeah <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. so I, you, go. you got to be perfection to do that haven't you i think i did some research because that's oh, what i do around here and um i thought we'd better find out the opinions from someone who's done them all competitively and there is a man that has done them all competitively is it coach action man <laughs> it's not action man. <laughs> yeah. ah. that, that was uncompetitive um Sean Murphy, former snooker world champion, is very, very, very good at golf to the point where he's tried to qualify for the Open. He plays off a certain level where he can qualify for the Open. He didn't qualify for the Open, but he has achieved all three. And he says, and I quote, um, oh, my God, missed it. Um, is that what he said? Oh, my God, missed it. <laughs> no, he's, oh, got it. Right, so. <laughs> Which one did he miss? The nine dart finish? The hole in one? We've always had a bit of banter and always had a crack about what's harder. Is it the nine data, the hole in one, or the one four seven? Now, obviously, it's the one four seven. Anyone who says the nine data needs to go and see a doctor immediately. 
All right. Uh, but we have that bit of banter quite often. And last time we did it, I think the hole in one got thrown in and it was like, hang on a minute, I've done all three. Um, I think it's a club of one. All right. Modest. Um, but yeah, he says it is a 147 by a country mile. Now, there's a reply to the question, which I think really throws cat amongst the Southwest pigeons. Um, if we scroll down. Oh, from Phil Park. From Phil. Phil yeah. Park throws an absolute skittle spanner in the works. Yeah, so he says another tough one is a 27 in skittles, a bracket, three times three floppers. Mm. Seen it once, but never seen an albatross at golf, but witnessed a number of HI or hole-in-ones. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen an albatross play golf either, so no. we're, we're saying um, that. The triple flopper is, is a rare beast. Now, I, I have sent some text messages <laughs> to... <laughs> I, I was thinking what's the title going to be to this and now i've got it yeah yeah <laughs> so i sent some messages to my former skittling buddies and um a good friend of mine chris stuckey says um there's an urban myth going around that darren dabinett of ilminster is a rare 27er in the past does have a 27 to his name so a triple flopper it's a bit of an urban myth Darren Dabinett. I used to play up front with, I used to play up front with Darren Dabinett at Coombe St. Nicholas. I've, have I told you that story about how I... It's fine, don't worry. Um, did he do all your running? Pretty much, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. Um, but yes, apparently he has hit a triple flopper. Right. Well, we I... not only want to hear from Darren Dabinett to... Darren Dabinett. Dabinett. Who also, by the way, would be handy for the alcohol names. Darren Dabinett Cider. Right. Um... I was going to say, we want him on. Come on, Darren. We want you to tell us whether Ben is. It's just an urban myth from Mr. Chris Stuckey. Apparently, yes. yes. We want to know whether you are a triple flopper. And we also want to know whether Ben really was as good as he claimed he was at Coombe St. Nicholas. I am. I was. Okay. <laughs> right. So that is the end of the questions. Very nice. Uh, but Ben, oh, yes. we understand that you have a game for us to I play. I do have a game. I thought we could do with a bit of a. A bit of positivity, a bit of cheering up. We get accused of a lot of negative, horrible, nasty things on this podcast. We're not very well liked, so I thought I would cheer us all up. Yeah. So I've got a game. We are we are quite well liked, I think, Ben. Um, we don't we, we we don't tend to get accused of it on this podcast. No, it's true. We we yeah, we know. Um, so I have unashamedly stolen a game from another podcast that I listen to. Uh, anyone who happens to also be a tail enders, the loosely cricket-based podcast listener, will know this game. Um, and will understand when I say this is Yeovil Town Cruzic. Now, on the podcast on Tailenders, they have a quiz master dude called Matchin, and he has a game called Cruzic, where he gives a clue to the other people, and they have to come up with how it matches cricket and music. Hence, Cruzic. See what they did there. It's an amalgamation of the two things. So we're going to play Yeovil Town Cruzic. That isn't about cricket. It's about music. Your... Football. Music. music. Will music. Will music. Um, so I've got I've got eight of these examples. First one. Eight. They're, they're fine. <laughs> they're quick fire. They're really easy. Shut up. Okay. First one's just a freebie. So we're all getting used to it. And then it's best of seven. Okay. <laughs> then we gotta pay him for the rest. Yeah. <laughs> so first one, just a freebie. We're all having fun. We're all playing along. Best no competition. Of best of seven. Right. So if I was to say the clue, this lone goalkeeper only played half against Latvia, but Robo Chap would still be an unashamed fan. What would we have? 
Stuart Taylor Peace. Swift. Stuart Taylor Swift. Do you see where we're going with this? This is this is Will Music. Right. Okay. 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 You've so, written eight of these questions. Eight of them. Now <laughs> they are yeah, all what? former or current Yeovil Town players, and they are all artists or bands. So there's no song titles or anything. Okay. You've got to listen to the question. Play along at home. If you're playing along at home, you might have to pause the podcast after every one before one of these idiots jumps in with an answer. Okay? Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Yes, no, 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 it's fine. I just want to give people the chance to pause okay. so that they can... Okay, right. Ready for number one? Point on the board. Ready? This Welsh midfielder had dreams of playing for Yeovil for longer, but in the end, he had to go his own way. Fleetwood MacDonald. Full name. Need the whole thing. Stuart. Sean MacDonald. Sean Fleetwood MacDonald. Fleetwood MacDonald. Ian, you get the point. <laughs> okay. One nil Perkins. Here we go. This is a good one, right? Signed from Crawley under Darren Saul, this midfielder didn't want to miss a thing. Oh, what was his name? Jimmy Aerosmith. Oh, it's 2-0. Oh, this is oh, seems. Yeah. Come on. Come on, coach. Do you know, I was thinking of the winger who went on to play for Talk Crawley oh. that we got from Brighton. Oh, I can't think of his name. James Tilly. James Tilly, that's easy. Yeah, I can't I can't think of these. You need to uh, you tune him down, Dave. <laughs> the random best of seven, yeah. <laughs> we do we do things out of seven on this podcast, is what we do. That's, that's true. That's true. Right, number three. A mean left back with a killer set piece had the opposition knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Guns and Michael Roses. Oh, it's so good. It's two one. <laughs> well done, Dave. This is good. This is. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't decide between Matthew Rose and Michael Rose. I was, gonna, I was trying <laughs> to think of the other Rose. It's yeah. a good point. It's a good point. Michael was that. Michael was the correct one yeah, because of the yeah. set free piece. kicker, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, ready. His heart might not have been in the right place during his loan spell, but his heart will go on. Dion Pereira, Celine Dion Pereira. Oh, it's nice. It's three-one. It's good that Dave. It's good, isn't it? That is good. I'm not it's impressed good, that by that. You yeah. went for gun. Uh, I've just realised though that I've said Guns and Roses was uh, not knocking at heaven's door. I mean, it was obviously Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan, but yeah, uh, oh, I should have, I should, I should have pulled you on that, Bob Kevin Dylan instead. <laughs> Bob Dylan Barnes. That is an old one. Kevin Dylan, that is a very old one. That's almost before my time. So. I'm doing my damn best here, David. Yeah. Until you yeah. bring back the quiz, this is all I got. Uh. Right. <laughs> Ian, Ian can win with this one. Okay. A tricky winger who was just looking for his uptown girl. Joel Grant? Oh. Bill, Billy Joel, Joel Grant. Grant. Oh, I'm going to give it to Dave. <laughs> to give it game alive. Yeah. I'm giving that to Dave. Billy Joel Grant. Yeah. We had a bit of dead air there while we were thinking, didn't we? Nice. <laughs> that right. was it. We need, to, people, we need like a countdown backing theme. People heard something. the cogs going in my head then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I thought, who sang Uptown Girl? Yeah. <laughs> this next one I need to apologise for because I kind of need to sing it. Okay. Oh, Mandy, you came and you gave me a midfielder. Then you took him away to Chester. Anthony Barry Manilow. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I've no idea who got it. Who got it? Should we make it three or should we say Dave got it just for the yeah, tiebreaker? Yeah, yeah, Dave can have it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's make this. Let's drag this out. Even yeah, 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 let's go so, yeah. for the win. 
for the prestigious title of Will Music Champion. <laughs> a hero of 2007, he had the handbags and the glad rags that the side so desperately Mark, needed. Rod Marcus Stewart. Oh, it's classic. He pulled it, out, <laughs> pulled it out of the fire. He has pulled it out of the fire. I went, I went to um, Stereophonics. Oh, how can and you say that? And the glad rags. Rod Stewart. Yeah, but I just think of the office. Uh, Dave, how do you feel about winning the first ever, um, first ever Will Music? Probably the only Will Music because they they took forever. Then one. He's nonchalant about this, isn't he? I mean, you could have dragged this out for two weeks if you'd done best of three, Ben. I could have done. You're right. There (laughs) there could have been episode two. If if there's popular demand, I'll find an episode two. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll. um... Well, that was nice, Ben. Well done. Yeah, that was that. That, that was very good. And um... I feel like I got more excited about it than either of you two did, though. <laughs> well, it's it's hard to be on the other side of the game, isn't it? I mean, you, you know what it's like to taste defeat on the Dave Coates' oh, quiz. Okay, okay, okay. Every time, okay. Really. Haven't you got a fans five to go to? Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I want to. Yeah, everybody get up. <laughs> Fox five will maybe. make you get down now. <laughs> Here we go then. Chris Fox has uh, answered the first uh, Glover's cast fans five. So on the first ever fans five on the Glover's cast, I am delighted to welcome a pod guest and semi regular. Mr. Chris Fox. Hello, Foxy. How are you? I'm very well, Ian. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for being the first on the Fans 5. I feel honoured. I feel honoured to be asked. Thank you for asking me. A pleasure. So let's get straight to it. Um, tell the listeners, what was your first match? So the first match that I can remember going to um, was the Arsenal FA Cup game in 1993. In January '93, I think I remember. I do remember going to some other games, uh, other Yeovil games before that. Probably either that, obviously that for that year, so '92. Um, but I can't actually remember which games I went to. So I would say that the first one I actually remember was would be the Arsenal FA Cup game. Well, that's not a bad start, Patrick. is it? Not a I bad know. start. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, that's the first one I remember. I can see why you came back. Uh, okay, and what is your favourite match as a Yeovil Town supporter? The the fav- my f- most favourite match I think would be the Nottingham Forest um, semi final um, at Forest, being obviously you know what was it five two down? Was it would be five two down on aggregate? I think it was something like that, or two 0 down, wouldn't it? At the start of start with so. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it, the only reason it was my favourite match is because there's loads of different stories during that day where I nearly didn't even make. We didn't. Me and my mates who went with nearly didn't make kickoff. Um, we nearly missed kickoff because we uh, broke down. Well, we had a flat tire on the uh, on the motorway on the way up. Um, I then nearly broke my. Well, say nearly. I did break my mate's uh, door. Um, trying to get out of the car when he had a flat tyre. We managed to uh, make it to uh, services and then um, got uh, the tyre changed. Um, and then 
got to the game about 10 minutes, if that, before kickoff, and then the rest is history after that, really. So uh, that's probably my favourite game, I'd say. Well, that was a lucky, uh, a lucky escape. You yeah. managed managed to make <laughs> yeah. it. No, blimey. Well, you, all the best have happened towards the end anyway, didn't it? But um, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. And what is your favourite memory supporting Yeovil Town? Favourite memories, um, sort of being around mates. Um, obviously, mates that I wouldn't have known without Yeovil Town, um, and sort of a meeting them and b spending some really really happy memories either home watching them with you know for example the Brentford you know the Brentford obviously at Wembley and then the Sheffield United um playoff games but then the random away days that um I've encountered through through many many friends now I've got through Yeovil and just remembering all the good times and even the bad times that we've gone through you know I, I could one a couple of examples off the top of my head was uh, York away when it was absolutely pissing down with rain. Um, but the the ones that were there will always remember that day. Um, and then there's sort of random little trips. Sheffield United away. There was incidents where we've been in pubs before the game. Um, and I remember there was this one pub that we we went in at Sheffield United and meeting a load of Cardiff fans randomly and just sort of little memories like that um and those are those are the things that stick in your head like even though there's some bad times that have happened recently when you think of those sort of little memories it always brings back always brings a smile to your face I'd say so those are sort of the memories that I uh that I keep in my head nice and who's your favorite player in all your years of supporting Oval um my favourite player, I would say, is uh, Terry Skiverton. Um, I just think he's brilliant, um, you know, and he's he is Mr. Oval Town. Um, I've got a few sort of other other players off the top of my head, but sort of more um, more more random sort of players like Hugo Rodriguez and Bartos Tarahuski. But um, Terry Skiverton for me would be my favourite player, hands down. Yeah, I think if ever a player didn't need justification as to why he was your favourite, uh, yeah. Skivo's probably the one. And uh, finally, on the Fans 5, uh, what does YTFC mean to you? What does it mean to me? Every, not everything, but it's it's a real massive passion of mine. And for me, it's, um, you know, I don't know, you know, with yourself, um, it's sort of something to share memories with, with... Um, with my um with my dad really because you know my dad took me to uh, wanted me to watch live football um took me to a number of different um teams around the Somerset area so City and Bristol Rovers but Yeovil was where my heart heart sort of finally uh stayed um and just sort of spending time spending sort of one-on-one time with my dad really over the years we've been season ticket holders now for 20 years um and what I enjoy most is on a Saturday, one of us driving to the game, chatting about the football, watching the game, coming back, still chatting about the football. So for me, it's sort of spending time with my dad, meeting mates, meeting people that I would never have met in my life um, if it wasn't for, for Yeovil. And a lot of them are going to be friends for life. So I'd say that's what, um, what Yeovil Town means to me, really, I'd say. Brilliant. 
Thank you very much for taking part in the first Fans 5, Foxy. No problem at all. Well, thank you to Foxy for doing that. That's much appreciated. Hopefully we will hear more Fans 5. And if you want to do a Fans 5, give Ian a shout. I insisted that we came back just so I just felt rude without saying goodbye. So I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye. Ben, say goodbye. 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 See you next week. Bye. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 